skimmed over. We skimmed over Mark 19, I mean, not Mark 4, Mark chapter 4, 18 and 19. We touched them, but we kind of drove by them. And he talked about these other seeds, and he said, still others, which are what? Others are people. Thank you. You was listening, wasn't you? Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, let's stop there, the worries of this life, if we go to the end of that, said choke the word and make it unfruitful. So we're going to hit these in the different things. The worries of this life. What kind of worries do we have in this life? Y'all name off a few. What, what's some things that worries you? Finances. Health. Children. Church members. Walk with the Lord. One of the big ones we're hearing now is the the state of our nation. Why we worry about the state of our nation for? Your children, their future, safety. The worries of this life. You see, this is the places where it's at, and we're really hitting home tonight, ain't we? The worries of this life. You go to the end of that, choke off the word and make it unfruitful. So these are legitimate things to worry about, right? Or is it? Or is it? Let me ask you this. How many of you got clothes on tonight? Let me see your hands. Those that didn't raise your hands have no clothes on. How many of you slept under a roof last night? You were warm, cold, whichever you wanted to be. How many of you had food in your belly last night, this morning, sometime today? And that's all Jesus said we needed to be have. If you got that, be content in what you have. So the worries of this life goes back to the things of this nation and the th these things that we've talked about, safety and all these things. But we worry about other stuff, don't we? Now, this is the big one, folks, and maybe the Lord wanted to save it for this group because, you know, you come back to pray on Sunday night. It's not casting stones at nobody, but you come back to pray on Sunday night. It means something to you, right? So, maybe he saved that for us. I don't know. I, I'll, all I'm doing is following his lead. I find out sometimes his lead might get me in trouble with people, but that's okay because if he's in it, then we're good. It's going to work out. So the worries of this life. Then it goes on and says the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires of other things come and choke the word and make it unfruitful. So the worries of this life, health, and all these different things. And he says the deceitfulness of wealth. 
We feel sometimes in America is real bad about that, of the prosperity gospel. We don't give Jesus glory. And you always hear of the, how Jesus blessed me most of the time, 90% of the time, when you hear people talk about that, it's always how much money Jesus put in my pocket. The new car I got, the new house I got. It's all these different things, and that is deceitfulness of wealth. What about the people who don't have these things? Are they not blessed? What about the ones that did just have a meal today, got a roof over their head, and got clothes, but they don't have the money to buy a cable to watch football today? They don't have the money to go out and eat on a Sunday afternoon. Are they not blessed? So you see, that, that right there tells us of the deceitfulness of wealth. We get this false sense of security based on dineros, dollars. These are the things that come and choke the power of the word. The very things that choke it. This is what, and this is the reason why on all these things. Let me ask you this. If we're worrying, then where is faith? The two don't go together, by the way, do they? Oh, we use the words. We've had preachers to tell us this. They, they got Christian books wrote about it and tells us, well, it's human nature. Yeah, so stealing and lying and committing adultery. That's human nature too, by the way. It's our sin nature. Doesn't make it right. And Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow because it has its own trouble. Is I, am I not talking what's in the Bible here this evening? So by its very nature, worry questions faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word, which has power. So if we have little faith, then the word is small in what it can accomplish, right? The power of the word, whenever it fell on the hard ground, it could still sprout up. It needed to have deep roots to be able to grow and become something strong so that when trials came, it didn't fall. And when it gets here to this place, it talks about the things of this world that we depend on, and that usually is what chokes out our faith. Because we're going to pray tonight, and a part of prayer is faith, right? Right? Or are we just talking to God and not believing it? There's a danger right there. There is a danger in that very place. So all these things can come. We worry about if our kids are going to be okay in school this week. Why? Because it seems like every week some nut is taking guns into a school and killing people. I'm going to go out on a limb for you here just now. If we had some trained armed people sitting in these schools, those death rates wouldn't be nearly what they are. A gunman walks in here tonight and he decides he wants to blow us away. Who is ready to stand up and defend 
these people around you? Who? Nobody's raising their hand, so I guess we're depending on Jesus, right? <laughs> That's right. The Holy Ghost is packing, but do people die? I mean, what about the ISIS people? How many of us are willing to stand up for Jesus when we're about to get our head cut off? That's a serious question for you to ask yourself. That's your litmus test to know, well, I stand up for Jesus. Now, if you won't stand up on the street corner or to your friend or to your brother because you're afraid you're going to offend somebody, I got news for you. You're probably not going to stand up whenever the guy with a knife puts it to your neck. That's just Ken's opinion. And we don't know until you walk on that road. But I'm telling you, we're able to see where we stand. That's what Jesus has given us for. So who's going to stand up for us? And if some guy comes in, and what, we got about 30 people here tonight? And he has two clips and a Glock 17 loaded up with 50 rounds or three clips. He can knock out 50 rounds in a matter of 15 seconds, probably with fairly accurate shooting. These are things we worry about. So do we plan ahead and we try to get ourselves ready? And let's go back to the word. What does the word say? That it's the, the, the deceitfulness of wealth. It's the worries of this life. It's the desires that we have that choke off the word. It has no power. And what happens eventually, the fruit, therefore, is un. Fruitful. The vine is unfruitful. Here's your question for you. I don't know. Not my place to know. I'm the mailman. Are you bearing fruit for Christ? Are people growing closer to Jesus? It doesn't mean just being saved. We, we know that bearing the fruit is turning out those of the same kind of thing. Or you. You ask yourself that. That's your answer. That's between you and Jesus. Why is it between you and Jesus? Because it doesn't matter. I can't make it change even if it needs to. Only he can. Only his power can. Are you making a difference for Christ? Because this is the third row right here. We get the ones who don't get it. They come in and they go out. They come and they go. They're in. They're out. We have our opinions. But now we get to what the deceitful things are, and this actually is fruit, a seed that has been sowed that has the opportunity to grow, but it's not been cultivated. Cultivated is this. We attack these areas where we know that our faith is going to wane. Does that make sense? Am I speaking German tonight? And he gave us the word. That's the reason why. Are we growing? Well, I'm fine with Jesus. Well, are you? Paul talked about running the race. He told Timothy that he had kept the faith. If he kept it, that meant something that had, could happen that he could lose it. What happened 
Last week when you got saved, or 50 years ago when you got saved, you haven't gone on yet. Apparently it was a problem for Paul. He said, I've got to keep the faith. I've got to keep running the race. Why did he tell us that if it wasn't some kind of importance? Here's why. Because then you become unfruitful. What happened to the laborer who he gave the talents to and the one who said well I know you're a harsh master and I didn't do anything with it I went and buried it because I was afraid to move on with it what did Jesus call this man in the scriptures he called him a wicked servant wicked and unfruitful servant this is hard, I know, but it's my job. You know what? It's, that's what i got to do. That's what the Lord has given me. Because then we become unfruitful, and basically we get choked off and die. That's what this says. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Sometimes we can have too much wisdom and knowledge of this world that it will affect our faith. As Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and asked him, and, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Now, Jesus was asking them about their heart, not your lip service. We can say it, but he was asking about our hearts. See, this is all about what's in the heart. Yes, Lord, they replied. Now, look what Jesus says back to them. He throws it right back in their lap, and, here, and this is the one. He touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. We'll stop there. According to your faith. Now, we like to make up excuses because we still wear glasses. We must not have faith. I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers, but I know what the Bible says. And the Bible's telling us that that's not an okay answer. That's not an okay, well, we'll get along to get along answer that's not what the bible's given us it's given us here he said according to your faith let it be done to you you see the deceitfulness of this world and of this life and all the things that are in it other than being clothed and having shelter and having food which god says that should make us okay we don't have to make our mark in life, so to speak. We don't have to leave this big legacy. By the way, if you're living for a legacy, you need to really look in the mirror and see if you were living for Jesus. Is it about Jesus or is it about your legacy? What I've done or what I haven't done? That's, that's a real question. But he says to these, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Apparently, they had the faith to see, so when he touched them, there was power. Right? Because we can preach this word. To, uh, we all have loved ones that are lost. And we've tried and we've asked God. We've prayed and we've gone in. 
hoping that they will get it and that they will receive Jesus and that their life can be changed. It doesn't mean, it's, by the way, this deceitfulness of wealth, it's not that money's bad. What does money do? Does it help you make good decisions or bad decisions? You can have all the money in the world and wealth is not a problem because you're following Jesus. Or you could have absolutely not a dime to your name and money can be a problem for you. It don't matter. It doesn't matter how much you have. It's what it does to you. And so we come here and we want people to be able to receive. We want them to be able to have what Christ has for them. You see, we're going to pray tonight, and the prayers are faith. James says that the prayer of faith, right? Here's the answer why. Right here, he's given it to us in his word. Why to all these questions? According to your faith. It's good to have faith. It's easy to have faith for somebody else, but not ourselves. Well, I got this knowledge, and I've got this knowledge, and I've got this knowledge, and I've got this knowledge, and I know this, and I know that. And when we spend more time talking about all these things that we know, that really shoots faith in the foot, there's your answer. Therefore, we're just playing lip service to Jesus. We're going through the motions. And I love you too, sweetheart. You just made my night. You see what I'm talking about? So tonight we're going to be praying, and prayer is, in fact, faith. And that is for you to decide. See, we get in arguments about this stuff. Oh, you can't talk to me like that, preacher. Well, guess what? I am. And that's what Jesus wanted us to do. And it's not to create a fight. It's so that we can grow. Right? So we're going to pray here in just a minute. According to your faith, let it be done to you. He touched their eyes and they were healed. Because of that third piece of soil there, that third piece of soil, we have these worries in life. And by the way, worrying of itself shoots faith in the foot. If you're worrying about tomorrow, then you don't have faith that Jesus is going to get you through today and have you set up good for tomorrow, whatever that good is. It's not about the things of this world. That good may be living in a box in the streets of New York City. I don't know, but sharing the gospel. What I talked about a week ago, if we would have known everything that God has in store for us, would we sign on? I hope the answer is yes. No matter what, Jesus, we love you. We want to serve you. Amen? No matter what. No matter where that road leads, I want to serve you. Why? Because I want you to receive the glory for the soul that you reach. I want you to receive glory for the, soul, for the person that you touch and bring healing in. Because with God, all things are possible. Do we believe it or not? Therefore, the statement I made earlier about Kathy is the statement that Satan has put into our vocabulary and our stinking thinking that really challenges our faith, now doesn't it? She's in a bad way. If I spend more time thinking about how bad she is or if I talk about Ashley how bad she is or, 
or my cousin Bob who is lost and won't hear anything about Jesus, then I really don't believe he has the power to do it. That's what he's telling us. Now, does, not, does that not challenge us in our thinking? I'm tired of the same old, same old, trying to create something. No, we need to let Jesus be able to do it. And this is what he's given us. We got soils that we soil, soil, I can't say it like you all do. I say soil like S-U-L. Dirt. That's a good word. There's different kinds of dirt. Which kind of dirt are we? And it doesn't mean that we're, it, God's being mean to us. He's showing us. I told you, read James chapter 4 for next, next Sunday morning. I think God's going to take us somewhere because that's going to really be looking in the mirror. It's going to be a lot of soul searching. If you don't want a soul search, find somewhere else to go next week because it's going to get tight, I promise you. It's going to get, it's going to get tight. Because i got to do that. We all got to do that. Otherwise... If we don't want what Jesus wants for us, then what are we doing? Amen. According to your faith, so it is to you. And we've seen so many healings of what God has done. Little babies, and, you know, she has this thing done this week, and she's back, Sister D's back. We have so many testimonies of what God has done. And yet, the devil comes to do what? Steal kill and destroy. He wants to steal those testimonies. He wants to destroy those testimonies. How does he destroy those testimonies? By putting all kinds of other junk in it. No, Jesus touched them. Did he use a doctor? Did he use this medicine? Did he use this machine? Absolutely, but he could not have he could have done it without it. He chose to do that. But we like to explain it away. Why do we like to do that? Because then we don't have to face people and really get down to the truth what I'm doing right now. This runs people off. You understand that, right? But for the few that will stick around and grow, God's going to do something. Otherwise, we can keep going on the same meandering path and doing it our way instead of Jesus' way, or we can get down to business. And therefore, when we pray, we know, we know that his will will be done and there's nothing that's too big or, or too hard for God. doesn't matter what it is. Whether it's the worries of this life, no matter what it is. Am I right on that? If you don't agree, that's okay. I asked you to pray about it. That's where I'm at. That's where I think that the Lord has taken me. Because then that's where we can walk and we don't have to lay awake at night worrying about a great deal of stuff. Because worry is hard on you. That's, that it's hard on your heart. It's hard on your mind. It makes us irritable. And the next thing you know, irritable people get with irritable people who everybody's worried and not trusting Jesus. And the next thing you know, you got clash. And the devil's sitting back going, whoo, boy, I did a good one there because that's who he is. That's what he does. Brother Danny, he hates you. And whether you like Randy or not, he hates him too. If he can play you two against each other, he's going to do it. And depending on what kind of dirt you are, it determines whether or not you're going to allow it to happen. Amen? Amen. So we're getting ready to pray. It's not shouting time, is it? It should be because it's truth. It's his truth.
according to your faith. Just remember this when you pray, when you face something. Jesus is saying to you and me, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Anything that goes beyond that is somebody trying to help Christianity along and trying to keep the company and the country club floating so people will just hang on a little bit. This is truth. This is truth. And when you read the parable of the sower, understand this. That will answer a whole lot of the why questions that we have in our spiritual walk. As a matter of fact, I think it will answer every one of them. And it's okay to say, you know what, I'm kind of shallow right now in my dirt. I'm, I'm really self-centered. I'm really conceited. It's really about me. But that doesn't have to be the end. It's just a matter of humbling ourselves before the Lord and saying, Lord, you take over. So you're going to give us some music to pray for. I gave you some things to pray on tonight. And I'm going to ask you to pray for me. Take all I can get. I've got about a two-week-old headache that just don't seem to want to go away. And after exerting myself this morning, it really was hitting me when I went home. But I'm going to carry on what he's given until I don't have breath anymore. The trees will listen to me, I guess. Sure.